Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome back to part three of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy part three of the podcast. What's going on? I'm dying, Mr. Tannerhead. Like that girl in the poem? Only quicker. And with a heart on. Only <laughs> <laughs> faster <laughs> with a heart on. Yeah, he's good. Like, he's... He's good. He's tremendous. Yeah, that's a good line. And uh, a little quick cut to the wrestling practice. Not very quick. Or I should say, uh, uh, not a very long cut there. But uh, Carlo walks in here in classic 80s getup. Man. Right. I, I dated a girl when I was 15. And she had that big, big hair. And she used to wear a brown leather jacket and short skirt, which is exactly what Carla's wearing. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I almost fainted. I was just like, oh, there's my outfit. My yep. first kiss outfit or whatever the fuck. Anyway, it's awesome. <laughs> she is rocking. Like she is just she is just straight rocking that outfit. And all the boys are like, whoa, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She walks in and all dudes just, are like, woo! Like, yeah, I just want to point out that Modine is not the only fucking horny 18-year-old in this film. Because oh, no. like, every one of them are all just like, look at that. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, if, if you want a uh, snapshot of what 80s hotness looked like, when she walks in, that's it. That's yeah, what it exactly. is. So he leaves and goes out to talk to her again. A change in her, because she's like, hey, man, what happened? I heard you passed out. Like, what's going on? And he gives her the spiel about, you know, it's a nitrogen imbalance, whatever the fuck he says. And he tells her, I'm trying to get down to 168. And she's like, why are you trying to lose weight? I'm just trying to cut weight, you know? Trying to get down to 168. I don't get it. Why do you want to get smaller and wrestle a small guy? Want to get bigger and wrestle a big guy? Big guys aren't better. 168 happens to be the toughest division in the state. Maybe in the whole goddamn world. I like the line, because she says, why do you want to get smaller and wrestle small guys? Why don't you stay big and wrestle big guys? Because mm. it makes sense to, to the average person. The biggest guy is the tougher guy. The, why would you wrestle the big guys? And he said, you know, his line of, well, the biggest guy, big doesn't mean tough. Like, the, the toughest division is 168 with the toughest guy. So that's where I want to be. And it's great. It's really good. And she she, again, softens up a little bit here and when... I like that when she leaves, she goes to kind of give him a little kiss, 
but he like yeah. tries to keep going and she like yeah. backs off she, like fuck off <laughs> she reaches around and gives him a kiss on the cheek and then she backs off and he's moving he's moving in like a fucking shark <laughs> like if it stops swimming it'll die like he just kind of he just like oh yeah this is this, this is, is where I want to be. He does he does not give a fuck. He's like I'm gonna make out right here, like <laughs> doing it. But yeah, she leaves and uh, says something to the effect of you know like you're like my stepbrother or something like that, which greatly offends him. He's like fucking stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> no, if only he knew the porn of 2021. <sighs> that stuff is fucked. Like all you people it's are super fucked. fucked. Fucked in the head. Come just on, like man. just like Jimmy Chase. What do you think, Clark? What do I think? I think you're all fucked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> the best line out of that movie vacation of all time. Oh, it's tremendous. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And I do like the coach here. Like this scene's great because the coach takes him in and does the caliper test to check his body fat. Yeah. And he basically says, fuck you, you're not going down to 168. Like that's not happening. Not letting you do it. No. I think they say he's at six percent. He's not at six percent body no. fat, but that's fine. Like no, for the movie, you know, he's like you're you're at six percent body fat. You can't go down anymore. He goes out. They're doing drills. Some guys start mad dogging him, and then he just decides he's going to walk over to the pegboard, and uh, he starts climbing. And he does not stop climbing. He goes up, and this is a good shot. Like, and you see as he's climbing yeah. the pegboard. You know, the guy that was that was fucking with him before starts talking shit to him, and he goes over and starts climbing the pegboard, and Again, this is, you know, what is it? One, two, three. This is at least four pegboards all together yeah. going up. It's insane. And he goes up and that song starts playing. Great song. And Loudon and the guy that was talking shit and to Loudon cheering him, yeah. starts They're to cheer him, him on because he's going to make it. You see him like, fuck, this dude's going to yeah. do it. And as he gets up to the top of the pegboard, like his feet are legit a dude's height above the heads of everybody on the ground. Yeah. Like it is it's incredibly impressive. So I'm sure it might have been a combination of Matthew Modine and a you know a stunt performer because there's there's shots where you can't see him. But yeah, you got to say like Modine did a good portion of that. Like yeah. he did. Like he wasn't just you know how sometimes where they do it poorly where like they show the stunt double release and then they show like the other actor like land like there's yeah. spots there's spots in there where he's climbing and it's actually Matthew Modine's face. So. Yep. Hats off to him. He was doing some of that shit. Oh, yeah. And he he goes up and comes down. And all the wrestling team is like, yeah, hell yeah. And the coach comes in and sees him finish it off and is like, fuck, man. All right. I'm with yeah, you. Let's you get to go 168. Let's yeah. do this. Fuck it. Let's go. And uh, Modine was literally legit running every day and training his ass off. So you can tell when he's running, he's got a good clip here. Yeah. He leaves the gym. He's doing his run to the to the hotel here runs home does his thing it's great like it's really fucking good man this i'm telling you this movie's underrated as popular as it is among wrestlers which it is yes this is an underrated and forgotten sports movie sort of on on the whole well yeah you gotta think though like 85 86 87 you'd remember those times where movies were hitting the theater like fucking every weekend five movies would come out and they'd all be good yeah you know, like you yep. remember that, right? Like right around this time, like there was just a huge amount of movies, like 85, 86, 87, 88. It was just like hit after hit. It's hard to stand out in those four years. Like it really is. There's so many good films. Yeah. Linda Fiorentino did like this was Linda Fiorentino's debut movie. 
And the same year she did Gotcha, which is another movie I remember. Do you remember that one? Uh, yeah, with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, yes, the, the, the paintball tag assassination game movie. It's a fucking fantastic yeah. movie. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, she did that one the same year. That was also 85. So, yeah, it's, it's heavy, heavy years for, for good movies. So, uh, yeah, Modine runs home here and is super, uh, super happy about what he did and yells out, I love you, Carla! <laughs> In the middle of the yeah. scene, which is great. His dad comes down and talks to him about his essay on the clitoris which he's going to put in the, the, yeah. in the fucking yeah. school newspaper dude this is the funniest scene in the whole movie when he delivers his paper to the school newspaper <laughs> yeah, I know on what the clitoris say. and she is just sitting there and she's like this is amazing i love it this is gonna push us into the 20th century and then it hard cuts to the two of them picking up garbage like <laughs> yeah. and she's just like goddamn school like fuck <laughs> do is shut down the press and imprison the intellectuals. I loved your piece on the clitoris. I showed it to my mother. I have been there so many times, like as a teen, like, you know, you have these ideas and then you just fall flat on your face. I fucking loved it. It was so funny, man. And she has a hilarious line there where she's like, I love that. It was a great essay. I showed it to my mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 I showed it to my mom. So then we go back to, again, the kitchen with Modine and Elmo, and he closes the, the clitoris book, and they have their arm wrestle, and as they're having their arm wrestle, the little, just the drop of blood drops, where Modine gets the nosebleed because he's cutting too much weight, and his nose is starting to bleed on him. And uh, Elmo's like, hey man, has this ever happened before? Like, what's going on? You're, you're fucking, what are you doing? Don't you do anything normal, like, asshole? Yeah. He's doing the old school nosebleed cure, too, where he's tilting the head back. Yeah, you don't do that. Don't do that anymore. Tilt the head forward. That was from fucking G.I. Joe. Right. Like, G.I. Joe, right around this time, was saying, don't tilt your head back. Oh, I have a nosebleed. Tilt your head back. And then that Native American G.I. Joe came out and was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, That's right. You know, save the day. Saved everybody. It was pretty great. So, yeah, uh, Elmo puts the uh, puts the ice on Modine there, or on uh, Loudon there, and uh, gets them all fixed up. And Cooch drives Loudon home here again, but Loudon happens to, as he's driving and stopped, jumps off the bike because he sees Carla in the little restaurant bar thing with Tannerin. Yeah, and he just kind of... And Cooch is like, hey man, she's fucking you over. Yeah, yeah. And then he just starts ghosting her back at the back at the house. Yeah, like, what a He's dick. pissed. Like He's pissed. He's just like, my English teacher... Is fucking my girl, which again, she's not his girl. Yeah. He never discussed that with her. <laughs> yes. And he's brushing <laughs> off Tanner in at school too. Yeah. So he's he's, you know, going into his 18-year-old, fuck everybody, everybody's against me now. I don't love you anymore, Carla. And goes into the heavy workout. I'm gonna make 168 and kill shoot. You know, in there doing his lat pull downs in the gym by himself. Which they do a yeah. good job of showing an old school high school weight room too. I was saying, man, like they have all the old fucking eighties equipment. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty dope. Yeah, man, it looks great. They did a really good. I mean, this was filmed in like eighty three, eighty four, right? So, yeah, it's, you know, they're gonna have the the machines and and gear of the time, and it really worked out well. And you know, the nostalgia of the old Sackville High School weight room and and yeah. shit like that was was back hard. It was good, man. It was pretty cool. And uh, anyway, he goes back home here, and when he goes down to his basement, you know, cinder block wall room, he's, he's basically in the garage. Carla is sitting there, 
and is is you know steel eyeing him and being like, dude, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you haven't said shit to me. What's going on? And uh, they they have it out here a little bit where he he yeah you know he's boner eighteen year old dickhead and she's trying to like basically get him to say what he should have said, which is, I like you. And instead he just fucking grabs her and is like, you're fucking my English teacher. Why don't you fuck me? And like throws her on the bed, like a dickhead. Yeah. Asshole move on, on his part. Cause she's just trying well, to get no, him to but talk. I think, yeah. And I think that, uh, the way that it's portrayed is not, it's portrayed as he's, he's wrong and he's inept and doesn't know. Yes. He doesn't know what to do. Yep. He's too young and he's too inexperienced. And he basically, gets a little physical with her and she's like fuck you this is not how it works like you don't understand anything like and she basically gives him a fucking talking to which and then he needed walks away yeah he he needed that because he he still is so inexperienced he doesn't know what the fuck he's supposed he know he he knows he wants to fucking have sex yeah but he doesn't know it's like, you know, being able to drive a car, but not knowing where you need to go. Yeah. But yeah, she calls him down and then he goes over to see Kush. And that's where we see a great character reveal on Kush. Yeah, this is really good. You know, Carla basically gives him the ride act and then says, is your nose okay? And then leaves and he says, I'm sorry. But then Loudon runs over to Kooch's house. And again, you like you just said, you see Kooch getting his ass kicked by his dad and a, and a, a verbal beatdown. You think that you can wrestle, don't you? But you can't wrestle! Whatever you say, Dad. You can't do anything because you're a bum! Whatever you just say, Dad. Whatever you say. What's the matter with you, kid? You ain't got the balls to fight an old man. You ain't got the balls to fight an old man. You're just like a goddamn bum! You goddamn bum! And, well, he's verbally uh, calling him out, and he's slapping his face the whole time. It's fucking hard to watch, man, because he's just Cooch is just standing there taking it. But that's real abuse, like, yeah. Like that's the type of abuse where it's happened to him probably his entire life. Yep. So Cooch is just standing there getting slapped in the face. Cooch is twice the size of his fucking dad and could put him through the fucking wall four times. Yeah. But he's conditioned to be afraid of him. Right, he's conditioned that he can't get his ass kicked. That that he that he can't do this. Not that he can't actually beat his dad up, but he 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 can't do it. You know yeah, what I mean? No, it's the it's the elephant being tied from when it was young with a really really big chain. Yeah, and then as it gets older, you could just tie it with a fucking string because it knows I'm tied. I can't leave. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's he's at that point right now, and that actor James Gammon. Uh, you know, again, really good actor. He plays that guy so well. He, he was, you know, James Gammon's been like in 144 movies. He's he was in Major League One and Two. Like mm. he's been around forever. He's a tremendous actor, and you hate this fucking guy. Oh yeah, you just want to see the fucking elbow. You want yeah. to see the fucking people's elbow go right into his goddamn teeth. Yeah. You know, Cooch does throw him down and then leave with Loudon. And you get the, the again, you get the reveal of like I'm not even an Indian. Like I just made that shit up to get away from him. Like. You know, and he's mad at Loudon because he knows Loudon's going off to to college. And, you know, when he says, fuck, man, yeah. this time next year I'm going to be in the Navy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? 
you know, he's the, the character there, you know, you don't get much, but you get enough to really see who Cooch is. They give you like a really, really rich backstory on a couple of these characters. And, you know, it's it's done well. I mean, I kind of wish we got a little bit more of Forrest Whitaker, but yeah, um, me too. The stuff that they did, the stuff that they did in this film was was great. And then, of course, we get to the meet and fuck, man, this is awesome. This looks really, really good when they're in the auditorium and the teams come yep. in. Yep. It looks awesome, man. The team, purple team comes in here and does their run around the ring and does their little in-outside steps and stuff. And the other teams, you know, Loudon's team is warming up, doing their shots and doing their skipping and stuff. It's really, really well done. Like, this looks like a wrestling meet, you know? Yeah. It's tremendous. Yeah, and the crowd, the crowd is good, and the crowd is kind of what you would expect, right? It's not, it's not in, like, Madison Square Garden. You know, it's, like, you know, at a big, at a big, you know. High school gym. High school gym. Yeah. Like, I did a couple of tournaments down in the States that were, like, high schools that, you know, made our high school look like a fucking puddle of puke or something. <laughs> like, really big high schools. Um, but it's good. And the wrestling is awesome. Like, it's exciting. It is. The wrestling's fun to watch, man. Like, they're locking up collar and elbow really well. You know, they're they're legit fighting for underhooks. They're going for throws. They're going, they're going for shots. It looks really good. Like the the coaching and the the extras that they used for the rest of the team were all legit wrestlers. Like they were they were wrestlers well, in high school and, and college, right? We had just like a five minute chat before this, and one of the things that we said was we really liked how they didn't talk down to the audience or put an idiot in the film where they had to explain like, what is wrestling? Yes. How do you score a point? Like they didn't do anything like that. They're just basically like, these guys are wrestlers. Make sure you understand wrestling. If you don't fuck you, this movie's not for you. (laughs) Yeah. This is wrestling. If you don't know wrestling, don't watch this fucking movie. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it doesn't talk down to the audience. Oh, by the way, Kano has an eye laser now. Watch out for that. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck, man, yeah, I know. Watch out for that. <laughs> yeah. You're wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Now, remember, in this match, uh, if you pin his shoulders to the mat, you'll get a point. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. Yeah, I'm a third-year fucking Thanks. junior wrestler, dude. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> yes. the fuck is happening? No, they don't, the they don't give a shit fuck. if you don't know. Do they make mistakes wrestling-wise in this movie? Yeah, there's a couple, but it doesn't matter. Like, they're so minor, it's like, well, he should have gotten an escape point here, so the final score should yeah, have been yeah. blood. Like, who gives a fuck? That's not important, right? What's important is the wrestling looks good. And Loudon gets up here for his match with this dude, and, like, they look like they're fighting for underhooks and going for shots. It looks good, man. They're driving against each other. They're fighting for elbow position. Like, they're doing an exceptional job here. Loudon does a really good back body drop on this dude. Mm, he yeah. immediately flips to his stomach. Like, it's fucking good, man. This wrestling is solid. And the the, the, the match before, I, I should point out, they hit uh, one of Loudon's teammates with that signature move that they were drilling to get out of in the prior scene. Yeah, in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just like little, those, we always call them setups and payoffs. It's just like, hey, when we're wrestling, watch out for this. Like, it's not like Kano's eye laser. They're like, hey, yeah. listen, like they work this move a lot. This is this is part of what they train. So they're, if, if you, one of you is going to end up in this. Yeah. And and he does. And one of them does, and he gets, he gets pinned from it. So it's good. And I like that Linda Fiorentino comes in here to watch his meet. Even though she's dressed like a 1920s flapper. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but, you know, (laughs) she's going to stand up and do the Charleston when he wins or some shit. But 
<laughs> yeah. he, uh, he, I like this, this move here where they're fighting for control and Loudon's opponent does a little switch here and ends up kind of landing on top of him. And, okay, we got to get up, break, reset, referee's position, Loudon gets on top, but his nose is bleeding now. Yeah. And they can't stop it. They shove the, the cotton up his nose, they try and wipe it off, and everybody's cheering, and he wants to go back out. And he goes back out here, he gets set up, and they, they do a little bit of a, a further a further uh, wrestle here, but Loudon's nose doesn't stop bleeding. Again, I want to point out how good the wrestling is because the guy he's fighting, the guy Loudon's fighting, actually fights out and does a really good switch escape here. And uh, Loudon does a really good throw, chucks the dude over on a hip toss, but again, Loudon's nose doesn't stop bleeding, and he's actually forced to forfeit the match. And he's yeah. pissed about it, and because he's forced to forfeit, they lose the match. Like, they lose the tournament, I think. Do they not, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, I can't quite remember but i just know that yeah the whole thing kind of falls apart there and i don't know it looks like because the coach puts the cotton in his nose yeah and then when he goes back out and they cancel it you know the cotton's out so it probably got dislodged or something to that effect they couldn't stop the bleeding and you know made the call yep and they had to yeah they do lose the tournament yeah i apologize yeah they they lose the they they lose as a result of that yeah he has to forfeit so the bulldogs win this tournament and take it from them. And the guy that, you know, quote unquote one goes back and like, Hey, high five. We're all winning. Like yeah, you yeah. were losing. Like yeah. <laughs> let's not make no mistake. <laughs> yeah. But again, I like the little touch of the coaches going out and shaking hands at the end. Like it's not like a bullshit, bad blood, mammity man. Like they're high school wrestling coaches. They're going to shake hands at the end of it. Yeah. I like that. So it's, it's, uh, you know, the realism I really dig. But I like here in the end, they go to the wrestling change room and Loudon is wiping his mouth and shoots there. And he's like, you can't hold your mud. You got a problem, man. I got a lot of problems, so what? You can't hold your mud. You're a bleeder and I like to see blood. Yeah, how about your arm? 60 seconds on the mat and you're dog meat. Forget the mat. I'm ready. Loudon. You? You won't ever be ready for me. I'm ready for you now. So what's holding you back? Come on, you guys. Knock it off. I'm going to let you sweat it, wimp. Right? Yeah. And he's fucking with him a little bit. He's like, you're a bleeder, man. You can't hold your mud. You can't fight me. You're not going to make weight. And he's fucking with him, and he goes out. And Modine in the hallway here is not backing down. And I think I we, we discussed this, like you said, prior to the podcast. But we said, or maybe it was earlier in the podcast, we said Shoots acting is a little bit wooden here. But it really fits for his character. Well, it's it's this scene is actually really really intelligently written because he's mad dogging Matthew Modine. Matthew Modine's not backing down. Shoot turns and walks away. And it's actually Carla that says he's the one that's afraid. Yeah. Like he, he's seeking you out and trying to get into your head because he is afraid of you. And Matthew Modine is too young and inexperienced with people in general to understand yeah. that. And she's great. Like she just kind of brings a, an additional layer to, I, I think that, you know, the film like represents sexuality, but at the same time, like an evolved person, she's f six years older than him. And it just really shows Yeah, like just life experience. It really shows. Yeah, She's been around the block and she's got that. She's got that streetwise bullshit detector thing 
way more honed than he has. So when he sees that, he's like, oh man, he's fucking with me. He's, you know, I can't, he's, you know, he's not in my head. Fuck that guy. Fuck shoot. And she, like you said, rightly points out, he's not in your head. You're in his head. You're in his head. Like he wouldn't be here if he wasn't concerned about you at all. He wouldn't be here. Why would he be checking up on you? He wouldn't give a fuck. He knows he can beat you, but he doesn't. Mm. He doesn't think he can beat you or he's worried. So if he's worried, he's checking up to see if, you know, his suspicions are true or not. And I think he's worried. So, I, you know, she plays a really critical role here in, in his mental and emotional development and sexual development, as we find out. <laughs> Hello, ladies! <laughs> and that concludes part three of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part four. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part four, and we will be back in your ears very soon.